It's time for the Contempo Coding Podcast. Discussions, knowledge, and insight to help you succeed in the medical coding industry. And now, here's your host, Victoria. Hey there, everyone. Can you believe that we are almost done with the first month of 2021? It seems like 2020 dragged on forever and a day, and I don't know about anyone else, but my 2021 is going a little bit faster. I'm so excited. I have just been working up a storm, but it's because I am just so absorbed in the work that I'm doing right now. For example, I've been doing a lot of really cool videos. I've been live streaming and I love doing the live streams because getting to interact with everyone, it's just like I get like this, I don't know, kind of like a high off of it. It just energizes me being able to be there and be present for everyone and answer questions and stuff. So I'm really enjoying that. I uh, got some cool, like, I feel like a, a video game streamer or something, because I just got some cool light ups for my room, some accent lighting that changes color. I've wanted them. I've seen them in other people's streams and wanted them for a while and found them on Amazon. And they were like $110, I think, for these color changing LED corner lights. And my boyfriend being an engineer is like, that's way too much. And he got some light strips together and some wooden strips and rigged them up for me that I have now this cool accent lighting in my corners. I think he made them for like $30 a piece. And uh, that was my birthday present this year. So I'm really excited about those. They look really, really cute. I think I'm going to get one more built for in the corner. And I think it just looks like there's a different look to it now, but I have to really think about the aesthetic of an instructional video and if that's appropriate for that or just for the live stream. But it's, it's really very fascinating. And I, he's, he's been amazing lately. He, um, I don't know if any of you know what a 3080 is, but it's some sort of video card that has this really high processing capability. And I guess they're very high in demand because they're good for mining cryptocurrency. And he found a second one, you know, one, the first one's for gaming. The second one he found and he's like, well, I'm going to sell my old one and just use this one. And I had, for whatever reason, the crazy idea to just say to him, like, well, why don't you just save it and then do that harvesting cryptocurrency thing? And yeah, so now we are, he's all invested in cryptocurrency. He's got this big station set up downstairs that he's harvesting. I think it was Bitcoin and now it's Ethereum. So that's become an interesting part of our life and discussion following the trends right now with cryptocurrency. I've been working on some projects. I have a CRC boot camp coming up this weekend for people who are already trained in medical coding and just want to get the risk adjustment credential or they are trained in some other form of coding. You know, they already know ICD-10-CM and are looking just to get their CRC credential. And then I'm putting together a review class for that credential as well, like an abridged version, like three hours long. And yeah, so lots of cool projects and some offers coming my way. I've said for a while now, and I know people have laughed at me about kind of becoming this medical coding influencer and that I have a different niche that I'm able to provide. And I don't know, maybe it's just paranoia on my part, but I, I kind of feel that there's some people that just have certain thoughts about that. And, you know, I don't particularly concern myself with those thoughts, but it has turned around now that companies are starting to reach out in the healthcare field to have me make content for them in regards to medical coding. 
And I'm really glad that I've been able to kind of break out of some of the traditional humor that we've had in the medical coding industry, where it's just been kind of like, tee hee hee, let's pretend that we're coding for Demi Moore's recent plastic surgery. I actually have had people throw the word edutainment at me. So I guess that is a little bit more of what I do. And again, it is, is I, I really enjoy it. But one thing I want to talk about a little bit today is the concept of toxic positivity. And I know some people have said that's maybe not the best word for it. And people have been kind of trying to brainstorm a different word that's not quite as harsh as that. But when we think about positivity, you know, there's nothing wrong with positivity. I love being positive. I need to be more positive. Everyone loves a good motivational quote. Everyone likes being told that, you know, you can do it. There's people that they station at races specifically to cheer people on because it helps motivate you and get you in the right direction. But there is a point in which positivity can become harmful. And that's when it's used in a way that is not productive. What I, what I kind of mean by this is I'm starting to see these trends where people are just throwing positivity at you like, oh, don't worry. You're so good. You're going to pass the CPC exam. You can do it. You're going to be a coder. Good for you. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. But when these people are genuinely struggling and need actual help, things that are actionable, things that they can do to improve their situation, that's not the kind of support that's being given to them. The kind of support that's being given to them is the hurrah, hurrah, go and do it medical coder. And yes, that is a good portion of it, but it can't be the only portion of it. So, you know, it would be very irresponsible if someone came to me for a coaching session or a tutoring session, we'll say, which I don't do, I might open up some slots in the future, because there is some demand for it. Uh, I think I've struggled a little bit because I know people are like, well, I want it to be budget friendly. And well, I, I can't make it budget friendly, unfortunately, with what else I'm, I'm doing. But in any case, it would be very irresponsible if someone came to me for some sort of coaching or tutoring type session and said, hey, I'm really struggling with the 30,000 series of CPT. And, you know, I'm having trouble understanding some of these combination codes in ICD-10-CM. And I just said, well, just study the material because you can do it. You're an awesome coder and I know you and you just go in and pass the CPC exam or, you know, try to use some sort of uh, mutual religious influence or something on them and say, hey, you know, you know, because of this, you'll just, you know, think that you can pass the CPC exam and you can do it. Now, that if I followed that up then with some actionable items, like let's go over the 30,000 series, let's go over that, then then we're in a different realm. Now I'm being emotionally supportive to them and giving them actual uh, information, some actionable items that we can go over, some education, some pieces that are genuinely, genuinely going to improve their skills. So what I want you all to think about is just being cautious when you hear certain positive things to take a step back and really go, okay, is this person actually giving me just some um, confidence boosting? Are they giving me actionable items? Uh, is this genuinely helping me? Or 
is this person just telling me this because they know it's what I want to hear and they're trying to invoke an emotional response that I will feel connected to them because they are trying to, they're telling me what it is that I want to hear. So there's a difference between being motivational and being supportive versus telling you what you want to hear with a disregard to any practicality behind that, that you can just do things like wish yourself to be a medical coder. And yes, I am a big fan of vision boards, and I'm a big fan of the law of attraction and things like that. But those items isolated by themselves can't make things happen. The There has to be that actual work behind it, the practical, actionable items behind that. For example, my good friend Tony Elholmes over at the Alpha Coding Podcast will give lots of motivational tips at the beginning of her podcast. She posts a lot of motivational things, but when you listen to her podcast, she's like, here's these top tips that I have. She goes through them, and then at the end, she reiterates all of those top tips so that you have them there. So she's not just spewing this self-help, you know, you can do it, rah, rah, hashtag girl boss stuff. It's actually giving you things that you can do, steps that you can work at, and That is where the true value is. The value is really the core of the value is at those actionable items, those tasks that you can look at and go, oh, okay, like I see step by step what it is I'm supposed to do, or at least I've got this idea that maybe now I can look at this, I can look at what I'm doing and get 1% better every day. You don't have to go overnight and become the perfect person, but make those small steps, make those uh, small transitions so that you get that 1% better every single day. Right now, I think we're almost all in this boat with evaluation and management coding. We've had so many changes with E&M coding. And even though we've trained and trained and know what the guidelines are and have read things, you know, we may have been coding E&M for the past 10 years, but now looking at kind of the same documentation, but under this new light of these new guidelines, there's there's some different things that we're going to be looking at and scrutinizing. And we were probably going to make some decisions now that a year from now, we might look at and go, you know what, now that we've kind of are looking at this again, and we've had some further education from some of our Medicare contractors or insurances, you know, maybe we shouldn't be counting this, or maybe we can count this. And then just to go a little bit off track, I want to talk about just some toxic traits that we've had online recently. You know, um, it's been tough with this pandemic. It really has been. Like, a lot of us are on edge. I've been <laughs> trapped in my house with my kid for over a year now. And she, for whatever reason, has just gotten some uh, habits within her. She's on the autism spectrum, my daughter. I've mentioned that in the past. And when she was one, she had a speech regression and kind of stopped talking. And then it took about a year till till she started again. It was, she used to do this like mouth talking. And for whatever reason, she's picked it up again. So there's just this constant, almost constant noise in my background of her just kind of being like, <laughs> like, and oh my gosh, it drives me nuts. Sometimes it's like nails on a chalkboard. So we've all got our own personal things that we're dealing with. But if you open up healthcare business monthly for February 2021, there's an article that I wrote in there about 
uh, being of high integrity. And one of the things I want to bring up is that in the AAPC code of ethics, and I think a lot of us could use a refresher on some things that are in our, our code of ethics for the AAPC. But in the code of ethics, there is kind of a, a section that essentially says, don't be a jerk to everyone particularly in the sense of being at AAPC events, if you're at a chapter meeting. And that includes things like virtual meetings, and that includes things like the AAPC's Facebook pages and groups. So it's easy these days when you see someone say something online that you're like, oh my God, that was a dumb question to just pop off on them and go, oh my God, I can't believe you asked that or something, or or comment with a uh, gif of someone slapping themselves on the forehead. But that's not really appropriate to be doing in our professional setting. There's actually sections in the code of ethics that specifically state that you are not to um, kind of just go off on other coders or other people in AAPC events or on AAPC forums. Certainly not that they're going to be policing all of our internet activity and so forth, but to keep in mind that when you're posting on, I would even say probably other medical coding forums, you know, as a, a, when you're presenting yourself as a professional, just to kind of keep that in mind that it's not uh, particularly ethical to just start going off on people for certain items online. And I, I I get it. It's frustrating. You know, there's certain forums in particular where people ask a lot of the same questions. Hey, can my CEUs roll over? How do I get free CEUs? Um, how much are my membership dues? Things like that. And, you know, it's tough. You know, you can't expect everyone to be an expert in everything, especially as a newbie. There's a lot of information to absorb. There's a ton of information to know about. You know, you know, you spend so much time focusing on how to do coding that you don't even realize sometimes about the CEUs and the membership dues. And if you have to pay your membership dues in order to maintain your credentials and so forth. So um, most people, you know, they go online and they they ask the question and they, they don't think about, you know, that someone probably asked it before them. Uh, they can't be masters of every single online group and online forum and just have some compassion to these people. You know, the internet's a big place and we all can't be masters of everything. <laughs> I remember when I started out, I, I was in the billing office and I was looking, I was entering an encounter from a super bill where it was like a 99213 and the patient came in with knee pain and it was like right knee pain. And I thought, uh, because I was so wet behind the ears that I could put an RT modifier on the 99213 to indicate that the the right knee was the one that had pain because I had only gone through billing. We didn't go through a ton, a ton of coding, you know, not to the level that you would in order to get certified. And I remember someone coming up to me and was just so kind to explain to me about it, just not judgmental at all. And I, to this day, still remember it. I still remember just how kind they were about it and looking back at myself and thinking, my God, what a dumb error I made. Why would I have even thought that I could put an RT modifier on an office visit? And I really appreciate still to this day just how kind and compassionate that person was instead of coming up to me and going, hey, dummy, like, you <laughs> do you even know what the heck you're doing? Didn't you go to school? And that's the kind of compassion that I'm just trying to continue on through myself and into the rest of the community. 
So be kind to your new coders, be kind to your season's coders, even though some of them you can tell they just feel that they're deserving of everyone's respect. Some of these forums online might just be the type of place where if you don't have something nice to say, just keep on scrolling till something else. So my friends, be kind, be safe, but most importantly, just keep on coding on.